0: Well, good evening. Welcome back. Did you guys have a good holiday? Yes, yes, no? Anybody do some traveling? Traveling, all right, thank you. You you made it, all right, made it back safely. Our God is a good God. Let us all stand as we worship. We had a good Advent season, and we were reminded of God's love. how He loves us so much, and John 3:16 tells us that He loves us that He sent His only Son to die on the cross. We're gonna sing a song, a couple of songs this evening. I invite you to sing this first song. It's about God's amazing grace and His unfailing love. It's about a God, the King of Glory, the King above all kings, and His Majesty and what He has done, and how He took our place on that cross, and He bore our sin, now you went to the grave that we might be set free, we might be forgiven, so I encourage you, I welcome you this evening, let us just give this time to the Lord.
1: Good evening. <clears throat> Happy, New Happy New Year. Amen. It's good to be here, isn't it? Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, JC and the team, for your ministry to us tonight. Amen. felt like I've been in church already. Amen. Let's turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 25. And uh, when you have found it, I would encourage you again to stand. I know you've been standing for a little while, but uh, let's stand in honor of Scripture, the Word of God. Jeremiah chapter 25, and we'll read just five verses, the first five verses. Verses 1 through 5. The word came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. So Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and to all those living in Jerusalem, For 23 years, from the 13th year of Josiah, son of Amon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. And though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. They said, turn now each of you from your evil ways and your evil practices, and you can stay in the land the Lord gave to you and your fathers forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. My now 23 year old was four years old then, and in our neighborhood, we, they were playing out in the yard, and, and she saw a horse coming, a fella riding on the horse, and this was new to her. We, we'd never had horses in our neighborhood. Uh, this was just strange. We'd just moved from Los Angeles, and we relocated here in. Uh, in Colorado Springs, and in, on that particular morning while they were playing, this guy is riding his horse right in front of a, ho- of, of a house. And she was so taken up by that, she ran to me and she, and she was forced to say, Daddy, Daddy, here is a horse riding a man! <laughs> I knew what she meant. But words have a way of shaping things reminded me of two summers ago at a district assembly right down the hill at First Church. Uh, We were there, and uh, the district superintendent was trying to promote uh, a new phenomenon in our district called the Cowboy Church, and they were trying to plant some new churches, Cowboy Churches in the Colorado District. And so they just happened to bring in a horse uh, to the assembly and, and this uh, pastor, cowboy pastor, brought his horse right on the platform right at, at um, First Church. And what do you know? <laughs> it, that also reminds me of another story <laughs> of a preacher that was just preaching away and he was trying to make a point and he tried to quote an old proverb that says, One man can lead a horse, but 20 men cannot, well, instead of saying make it drink, he says, 20 men cannot make it water. Well, all thousand of us that day at First Church couldn't stop the horse from making water. Words. The difference between the right word and the almost right word is... Said Mark Twain, the difference between lightning and a lightning bug. A single word, if it is the right word, can illuminate or strike fire all at once. We have such a word in our text tonight, in Jeremiah chapter 25, which is spoken around the midpoint in Jeremiah's life. But midpoint in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 25. And and that word is the word that is used to translate again and again. Twice we encountered that in our passage here tonight. The Lord had spoken to them again and again. Go back to verse 3 and 4. For 23 years, for 23 years from the 13th year of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. In verse 4, and though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, You have not listened. The word is hashkem. It's a Hebrew word hashkem. And it means persistently. Persistently. And uh, as we look at that word tonight, it has a picture. There's a word picture to that. To hashkem. You see the, the, the word is related to another word called Shechem, it's from the same root, Shechem. And, and Shechem means shoulder, shoulder. At the center of, of Palestine, there are two shoulder mountains. Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And the village that is nestled between these massive shoulders is named Shechem. And so when Joshua led the children of Israel out of the wilderness, as they were coming into the promised land, he gathered them on the sides of those two shoulder mountains. He gathered gathered them there, the village, this village called Shechem. When, when, When the Israelites first came into the land after their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, he led them there. He lined them up on the slopes of the two shoulder mountains, half of the group on one slope and the other half on the other slope. And there he reviewed the word of God that had directed them for those 40 years. From one shoulder, the blessings that would come from a life of worship, trust, and faithfulness to God, on Mount Iba. He, he shared with them, the folks that were on the slopes of that shoulder mountain. If you obey God, if you walk with Him, in this new land that he has given to you. You will experience his love and grace and mercy and faithfulness. And, uh, and then on the other side of Mount Gerizim, the other slope, he also reviewed to them the curses that would come upon them if they held the law of God in contempt. That is, if they disobeyed God, that if they walked away from him, if they sought other uh, gods and worshipped idols, then all the curses that are pronounced in the law of Moses would fall on them. And so there at Shechem, he went through and taught them. You see, Shechem, the center where the word of God was spoken and listened to, and as words do, Shechem developed another meaning. As words change over time. You see, when they would get up and go on a long trip, in those days they loaded provisions uh, for the journey on their donkey's shoulders or on their own shoulders. Uh, so the, the, the noun shoulder developed into a verb that meant load the shoulders, Of the beast for a day's journey, Shechem. So in a hot country like Israel, it was important to get as many miles as possible before the sun came up when they were going on a long journey. So such journeys began long before dawn. Eventually, the the word came to describe the activity of people who got up early before the sun and set out with heavy burdens on long journeys. Shechem. They got up early in order to have as many hours as possible to do what they intended to do. This is the form of the word that is used here at the very center of Jeremiah's book and at the time of his life. This unwobbling pivot of his life and of his book. Listen to Jeremiah as he uses this word. For 23 years the word of the Lord has come to me and I have spoken persistently again and again to you. For 23 years Jeremiah got up early in the morning he says, but you have not listened. For 23 years Jeremiah got up early every morning and listened to God's Word. For 23 years Jeremiah got up in the morning and spoke God's word to the people. For 23 years, the people slept in. Sluggish, indolent, and they heard nothing. The word is not only at the center of Jeremiah's book and his life, but in reality, this word is spread throughout his ministry. Let me just give you some places where we find that word Hashkem. And when you get a chance, you can look it up. Jeremiah chapter seven, verse thirteen, chapter seven, verse twenty-five and twenty-six, chapter eleven, verse seven and eight, chapter twenty-five, verse three, in our text here tonight, and verse four in our text, chapter twenty-nine, verse nineteen, chapter thirty-two, verse thirty-three. Chapter 35, verse 14, chapter uh, 35, verse 15, and then chapter 44, verse 4. That word, hashkem, persistently. God dealt with the people, wanting them to move towards him. You see, Jeremiah had a tough going as a prophet. In fact, he's referred to as the weeping prophet. He carried on him the burden of a people that did not mind God. He carried with him on on his own shoulders, so to speak, uh, the the waywardness, the burden of their waywardness and their indolence towards God. He suffers an an, an enormous amount of abuse across those, those years, 40 years of prophetic and pastoral ministry. He faced mockery and rejection and imprisonment he wrestled with, and with stretches of discouragement and despair and even depression. And he had thoughts at times of quitting. What difference does it make anyway, he could have said. Why not adjust to the mediocrity of the, of the ages and just settle among a people that really do not want to follow God? At one of those difficult moments in Jeremiah's life, God confronts Jeremiah, and God says to him in Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5, Jeremiah, if you are tired of running with, uh, uh, running a, a foot race, how will you, how will you race against horses? That's a great text. If you're tired of of, of running just with with other men, a foot race, can you keep up with horses? Jeremiah, the journey that I have with you is like keeping up with horses. It's running with horses. The confrontation galvanized Jeremiah out of his despair. And Jeremiah responded to God in verse 5, I want to run with the horses. Guess what? The next morning he was again up before dawn, no doubt, living persistently and living with purpose. For 23 years this man got up. When he got up, he wasn't saying, oh, I'm just going to face the mockery and I'm going to face a miserable day with these hard-headed, stiff-necked folks." That's not what he said. When he got up in the morning, he was going to meet with God. He was going to worship God. He was going to allow his heart to be warmed by the very presence and the love of God. And uh, he did not focus his day on what would happen whether he would be thrown into a cistern in a dungeon or or, 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 or brutalized or what they would do to him. But he went early in the morning, Mm -hmm. persistently, day after day, to meet with God. The word Hashkem persistently has a sunrise into it to get up early in the morning, to load up your donkey for an early morning start on your trip. You see, Jeremiah is not up before the sun to his work. Jeremiah is up before the sun to his work. He's no reluctant, bored drudge. There's an early morning lightness in his step. Every day he anticipates listening to and speaking God's word. Every day. There's... Probably no doubt that Jeremiah may have been familiar with Psalm 108, verses 1 and 2. He must have probably prayed that psalm in his early morning rise. Listen to some of the words of that psalm. My heart is ready. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing praises. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. (laughs) I believe he prayed and sang that song, that psalm. You see, Jeremiah did not resolve to stick it out for 23 years, no matter what. He got up every morning with the sun. You see, the day was God's day, not the people's day. Oh, there's something about sunrise, isn't it? When we lay at night, rest or close our eyes, and the world is shut off to us, or our bodies are almost dead to the world. And then in the morning we wake up just to find that they're still working. The limbs are there, the mind is still there, the eyes open up and the sun is rising. There's something special. Nobody says, I don't want the sun to get up this morning. Nobody does that. If they do that, maybe something is wrong with them, going through a little bout of depression and want to stay in bed, and the problems of life is weighing them down, and they just want to, to forsake everything. But a healthy human being with right mind welcomes the morning. You may have heard me say this, and I'll say it again. As a child, I was plagued with a very bad case of asthma, very bad. Nobody thought in my family that I'd live. The night was especially tough, whizzing and just trying to get, catch some breath. But it seems like, and I, I could not wait till morning came because as morning came, it seems like the asthma just subsided. I couldn't wait for the morning. The psalmist echoes the same sentiment when he says that sorrows last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Jeremiah got up every morning, not for one year or two years or one decade, but for twenty three years. This man who was who had a difficult life got up to meet with God. He says, my heart is ready. That is the secret of his preserving pilgrimage, not thinking with dread about the long road ahead, but greeting the present moment, every present moment with obedient delight, with expectant hope. My heart is ready. see, we all know people. Who spend a lifetime in a job or a situation where it just saps the life out of them. And life becomes a drudgery. Life becomes a burden. Whether it's in a bad situation, sometimes it's a bad marriage, sometimes it's just a bad, bad situation. And you feel sorry for them. They live in a rot. Now, Jeremiah, we can't feel sorry for Jeremiah. Jeremiah's book, as you study it, you meet a man who is not bored. Everything we know of him shows that after 23 years, his imagination is even more alive and his spirit even more resilient than it was in his youth. He wasn't just putting in time. Every day was an adventure. And the days added up to a life of incredible tenacity and of amazing strength in this man called Jeremiah. Contrast Jeremiah's faithfulness and his persistence with the people that he came to serve. What a difference. If we had time, we would explore that. Sometime read Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 23 through 34, and he'll give you a picture. It's a sexually graphic picture of what the people look like sifting in the air for a mate and he says they're sifting for gods to worship or they're prancing down on the soil and you can see the the the, the traces of their of their steps like animals down in the valley tracing other gods or in verse 36 of chapter 2 he says they're searching after egypt and assyria as lovers God is their king, and they have abandoned him. So where did Jeremiah learn this persistency? Where did he get that from? It wasn't from the people. Jeremiah learned to live persistently towards God because God had lived persistently towards him. God had been faithful to him in all of his troubles and difficulties. In fact, one of the most amazing verses we find in another book that bears his name, the book of Lamentation, a book that describes the aftermath of exile and the brokenness of Jerusalem and the destruction that took place when Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Judah. And in the midst of that lamentation, there's five chapters. We go to the middle of that book again, around chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. And listen to what Jeremiah says. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. In fact, that's where the writers were inspired to write that great hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, O God. That's where Jeremiah learned the secret of faithfulness and persistency and love for God, because God had been faithful to him. Jeremiah told the people they had not listened no matter how many times God had come to them Sent all the prophets to them But they had not listened Do you know that St. Augustine That great Bishop of Hippo in North Africa wrote 15 books, 15 commentaries on the book of Genesis as if he started to think about the beginning and never got to the end of the beginning, of the relationship of a God who had created man and had loved man. And so he just kept on writing. So what can we learn from Jeremiah tonight? What can we learn from his experience with the word hashcom? Persistently, he got up early and met with God. His heart was always ready, and he learned faithfulness from God Himself. For twenty-three years, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken persistently to you. There is only one thing needful, Jesus told Mary. You remember the sister of Martha, Jesus said there's just one thing needful and Mary the sister of Martha and Lazarus found it when they found him so meet with God do it persistently and do it with the exuberance of an encore meet with him, get up early Amen! Don't be sluggish and slip in. There's no room for lazy people in God's army tonight. When you feel knocked down, get up early next morning. Amen. We're going to close. Great is thy faithfulness. Is that great hymn? Let's sing that and and close the night together here tonight. Praise the Lord. You may be seated for just a moment. I wonder tonight, as we leave this place at the threshold of a brand new year, some of you are probably already thinking, you know, I can't do this. This NBC experience is much for me. I can't do this. And you're already thinking, boy, it's going to be a long winter here. Oh, be a Jeremiah. Capture his spirit. Let it get deep down into your gizzards (laughs) and say, God, you help me, Lord, and I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to walk with you. It won't be 23 years here at NBC. It'll probably be four, five, maybe six, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to serve my God. I'm going to love him and love the people around me. I'm going to. If, if Lord, if I have a rotten attitude now, I want you to change that attitude. I I want you to give me a sweet spirit about who you are. I want to practice hashkem. I want to be persistent. I want to have stickability. I I want to have everything it takes to make it through my time here. Then when you assign me, Lord, I want to be as faithful to you wherever you assign me. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready to go to class? Let's go to class. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord.